My friend, this is the old trailblazer coming back again with another study from God's Word. As we bring you these messages on the Antichrist, I'm asking you, would you pray for me? I, I, I know that you probably don't agree with everything I say, and many, people don't, many folks may not agree with anything I say, but I'm bringing you God's Word. Our subject at this time is the Lord Jesus Christ and the Antichrist as his imitator. We mentioned that a little earlier in our introduction. Satan is an old imitator. Satan, through the spirit of Antichrist, has two main ways, listen now, two main ways of putting over his religious program of trying to make the world religious without Christ. Now, that's his main aim, my friend, is to make the world. He don't care if you go to church. He don't care if you belong to this big church, little church. He don't believe what you do. He don't believe if you uh, uh, disagree with the scriptures. He don't believe. He don't care. Just so you never get saved, my friend. Just so you never get saved, my friend. Satan, through the spirit of the Antichrist, has two ways of putting over his program, trying to make the world religious. His first message is intimidation. This great truth is set forth in 1 Peter 5, 6. Did you notice that I bring you chapter and verse? Everything I bring you, my friend, is right out of God's Word. To be sober, 1 Peter 6, 5, 6, 5, 8. Be sober. Be sober, pastor. Be sober, deacon. Be sober, Sunday school teacher. He's not in there. We, I'm ad libbing that, of course. Be sober, sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour or intimidate. That word devour can be translated intimidate. Every born-again believer is urged to be sober. That is, to be clear-thinking and, to, and, and, and to, to be vigilant, to be watchful or alert because our adversary, the devil, goes about. The Scripture calls him a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That word devour means to intimidate, as I said. The word intimidate means to make timid, to make fearful, to frighten, or to be, make one become a coward by threatening. Satan has tried every way in the world to intimidate your preacher, your speaker, Pastor Pendarvis. This is Satan's long suit. He approaches the born-again believer as a bully or as a big bad wolf in sheep's clothing and says to him, now don't be so bold trailblazer. Don't be so bold in your religion. We all know you're saved. Just don't keep telling it all the time. Don't, don't get on that radio so much. Don't, you don't need all them radio stations. No. No, they got plenty of other preachers in the world with a, with a, with a smoother uh, mess, message than you have. Just quieten, quieten down some. And then he sits right here in my little studio on my shoulder and tells me to slow down, preacher. Slow down a little bit. You're going to lose all your good givers. Don't talk about hell so much. You're going to lose your good givers. Don't talk about being cast into outer, de- outer darkness. You're gonna, somebody's going to quit you. They're going to quit. Well, my friend, the Lord supplied a ministry for this work for almost 80 years over now, and we keep on going. But listen, listen, he tries to frighten you to make you a coward. Satan has tried every way in the world to intimidate God's speaker. This is Satan's long suit. He approaches born-again believer as a bully. 
Big bad wolf, so to speak. Now, don't get so bold in your religion. We know you're saved. Just don't keep telling it all the time. You become a fanatic. Folks will call you a fanatic. <laughs> That's a light word for what they call a trailblazer. You'll drive away. Listen, you'll drive folks crazy. Satan has defeated many individuals along that line. Satan does not like for a born-again believer to keep giving his testimony. We have folks who come to prayer meeting here in our ministry, some of them. They won't say a word. I asked them, they got locked jaw. They tell me they're saved, they won't say a word. I say, y'all got locked jaw? Hold up your hand if you got locked jaw. I remember years ago, years ago, when I first came under Pastor Shelton's ministry, I remember folks would stand up and before he could get started, good. Pastor, I'm saved. I'm praise the Lord for saving me. Pastor, I'm lost. I want to be saved. Pastor, pastor, pastor. Oh, no, it's, it's slipping away just like, just like the rest of the world, my friend. But listen, he says you'll become a fanatic and drive those folks crazy. But uh, one thing I like about the old Apostle Paul, every time he got in a tight place, he would tell the folks how the Lord saved him. And brother... He would knock them for a home run. Oh, my friend, that's right. Satan will keep approaching God's messenger on this angle. Now, don't be so bold in your preaching. Folks will accuse you of being too hard. I've had that happen over and over and over again. Now, don't be so bold in your preaching. Listen, folks will accuse you of being too hard, and they won't listen to you. They won't support your program. You'll have nobody to preach to. So if Satan can intimidate one of his servants, one of the Lord's servants, one of his faithful pastors, I know, I know we don't all have the boldness of, of, a, of a lion like Satan does. We, some folks are, are, are timid. I know that. I know pastors that are timid. I know uh, saved individuals who are timid. But, Lord, give them, give them boldness to stand and, and tell it like it is. That's what I like to see. But listen. If he can wreck one of God's servants, he has wrecked his testimony in the ministry. How many preachers do I know who are afraid to speak out because of what you think somebody what do you think somebody will think about him? Or what you think about the higher ups in your denomination? Oh, there's some the mayor's here today, or the pastor the, the chief of police is here today, or maybe the president is here today. Oh, listen, listen. One of the things that I can't hardly stand. I see the on the news sometime. One of our so-called evangelists is uh, uh, supporting the president, and he walks out of the building with him arm in arm with his Bible under his hand. And that preach that that president just got accused of having intercourse with a poor little old silly girl. And that preacher don't say one word about it. Don't say one word. You know he's gonna have to answer that. You're going to have to answer for that, my friend. Big-time evangelist. Oh, listen, listen, listen. He says, uh, let, me, let me go back. Well, you know, I can't afford to speak out. Well, quit preaching. Get out of the pulpit. you got no right to be there unless you declare God's word without the fear of man or the favor of man. Now, I'll give you this little tidbit. When the Lord called me to preach, I was not a I was not raised and born and raised in a in a in a religious setting. But when the Lord saved me and called me into this ministry, 
along the few first few weeks I was there, I was here trembling, a lot of trembling going on. The Lord called my attention to this verse of Scripture in Timothy. He said, Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove and rebuke with all long suffering." Now, my friend, I took that home. His Holy Spirit took that home to my heart. And I don't back up from nobody. I don't. No, sir. And I tell you what else. Not long after that, reading over there where Moses was dealing with the Lord, and the Lord told old Moses, Oh, no, Moses, he was a timid guy. He had a speech impediment. He couldn't talk. He had a, he had a cleft palate. And old Moses said, you know, Lord, I can't. I, I can't uh, say nothing. Well, first thing, the Lord gave him Aaron to speak for him. But the Lord told Moses, he said, certainly I'll be with you. I have it on my wall in a plaque, Exodus 3.12. Pastor, get it and put it on your wall. Certainly I'll be with you. And I've I've relied on that many, many times, my friend. I will. I I do. Then, second, Satan's plan of putting over his program is imitation. This great truth is brought out in 2 Corinthians 11. First, by intimidation, he shuts the mouth of preachers. They're afraid to speak the word of God. You've got a pianist in the church who's cutting around, catting around at night, shacking up somewhere. You're afraid to say anything about it. Yes, sir, Bob. You've got a deacon who slips out and afraid to say anything about it. You've got a bunch of wine-drinking beer heads, beer guzzlers in the church, and you're afraid to say anything about it. You're afraid of your salary. You, that's Satan's imitation. He likes to intimidate you, doesn't he? I tell, I tell him, folks, in my church, listen, clean up or get out. Clean up or get out. I had a man almost ran down to the podium one Sunday morning and said, Pastor, can I get saved shacking up? I said, no, sir. Get straight or go to hell. Shacking up and go to, shacking up and go to heaven? He said, there won't be no shack-ups in heaven. He'll save you, clean you up, and then save you. Give you grace, grant you repentance. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But listen, listen, he, I, I, that's Satan's imitation. He likes to intimidate folks. I tell you and my, and my folks, I tell them, get out or I'm here to stay. I came here first. They either clean up or clear out. Listen to God's word, 1 Corinthians 11. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed into the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Oh, listen, whether you know it or not, Satan works in the realm of religion. He's a religious dude. As Satan cannot penetrate into the spirit of man, he works in the mind. And with the mind of man and in his deadly work, Satan's trump card is imitation. Satan calls his preacher and send him forth his apostles just like our Lord does. He has apostles and preachers all over America and all, all over the world. I'm not familiar with the world, but I know a little about America, my friend. I get literature from ministers all over the world. You ask me this question. How does, certain, how does Satan call his minister? Well, many times he calls them through their parents. You know, some mother or father will express a desire that their son would become a preacher. Oh, this was so great. That will begin to weigh upon that boy's mind, and Satan will impress it more definitely 
as the time comes and goes. For the sake of his father and the sake of his mother, he will come out and declare himself, saying he feels he ought to preach. Now, we'll leave it right there for this time. We'll be back next time with another message from God's Word on Satan, the old old, old, old imitator, old intim- intimidator. And uh, I just want to mention, we're here every day, Monday through Friday, with the old trailblazer. And I would like for you to, I just ask you to help me a little bit with the broadcast. A lady called me the other day, and she said, Pastor, trailblazer, you mean it costs you money f- for those messages, to air those messages, it costs money? I said, yes, ma'am, and it sure does. And I praise the Lord. We have a gracious host of, of uh, what we call uh, good givers. And I have another lady that has gone on to be with the Lord now. She told me one day, she said, Pastor, I know I'm saved because I'm a good giver, a cheerful giver. The Lord loves cheerful givers, and I'm a, I'm a cheerful giver. And we have lots of cheerful givers. The Lord loves cheerful givers, my friend. Now, let me ask you there. Are you robbing God? Oh, the Scriptures say, will a man rob God in Malachi 3? Will a man rob God? The Scripture says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse. And I asked you to do that. Would you do that? And I appreciate everything you do. If you're doing anything, helping me, praying for me. Let's, let's, let's ask that. When you go to prayer this Sunday, this weekend, you, your prayer leader, ask him to pray for the old trailblazer. Tell him the old trailblazer is giving out the gospel day by day, not not breaking, not not compromising his word with anyone, giving out the gospel. We want to pray for him. Remember, give him my address. It's old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And then look us up on radiomission.org. That's our website. And you can find a lot of information. I believe he got a picture of the old trailblazer. Not sure. I believe they have. And if not, I'll send you one. But uh, also, remember, my phone number is area code 225-664-8658. Remember, these studies on Satan, the old uh, Antichrist. Oh, my friend, we're just getting started. We'll be back next time with another study. Call somebody around the corner over the fence the next time and tell them, tune in to the old trailblazer. Give them the radio station number. And if you do that, I appreciate it. And remember, I just love you. I'm just a poor old sinner saved by grace, my friend. Looking to the Lord day by day, waiting to go home to be with the Lord. Goodbye and God bless you.